Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Tom Moran here from Tom's Big Spiders. First off, very happy Halloween to everyone. Hopefully the weather holds out for everybody. You get to do the trick-or-treating, the partying, the fun things. We'll just be doing probably a horror movie marathon, which we've actually been doing literally for the last month. We usually watch horror movies all the time anyway, but when October comes, it's like horror movies all the time. Like after work, we put one on. When we go to bed, we have one on. The weekends, we try to catch up on a bunch of the classics. So that's our plan. It's not nothing really huge over here. Unfortunately, no more trick-or-treating. My youngest does not like trick-or-treating at all, so we're not going this year. So I have to wait for my grandson to put on a little size and you know become a more trick-or-treat appropriate age, and then we'll probably go out with him and my son, but uh, we'll see how it goes. But for us, it's going to be a movie. So whatever you're doing, hopefully you have fun, a nice, happy, safe Halloween. I wish it was on a Saturday. It stinks that we missed the Saturday Halloween, but oh well, whatever. It'll, it'll come around again someday. So today, I figure in lieu of it being Halloween, the topic will be one that I was actually going to cover in a video a while back, and I've been trying to get footage for it, and I haven't gotten a lot of good footage yet, so I haven't been able to do it. But orange tarantulas, or we'll call it orange-ish tarantulas, only because every time I do a video where I talk about a spider being orange, somebody will come on and go, well, that's not really orange, it's tangerine, or that's not really orange, it's more of a rust, or that's not really orange. It's in the family. Well, we're going to talk about spiders that are in the family of orange. We're going to put that out there so it opens it up a little bit, because some of the ones I'm talking about depending on the spider, you might get a little more orange, you might get a little more red, but I will say that in my collection, the ones I've had have all sported some type of orange at some time or another. Also, the big, you know, and I joke with people, when I want to test out a color or something, I could always throw them on Photoshop and do a sample of what the color, and usually I can find something on them that comes out around orange. So these are orange spiders. I just feel like we did, uh, the, what did I do? I did one where I was talking about purple spiders, and somebody came on and was like, well, it's not really purple, it's more of a blue, and it's like, all right, whatever. So orangish spiders, that's what I'm, I'm sticking by it. I think it'd be a fun thing to go through some of the ones in my collection. I will go one through one that's not in my collection because it's one that a lot of people are looking for now. Very, very expensive, pricey new one that is just stunning, quite frankly. But in most of these ones I have kept. I will give some, you know, give a little background on, you know, when I got them, what I've seen from them, and, you know, just little tips here and there. I think it'll be kind of a fun way to go through and celebrate the holiday, especially considering, you know, Halloween's colors usually black and orange. And some of these do have black and orange. So without any further ado, let's get on to our list. So the first one is one that I do not own. I have <laughs> looked at it, and, and believe me, I and just full disclosure, people that have watched my videos for a while know that orange is I, I have two colors I absolutely adore, but I kind of, as I've gotten older, I'm shifting more to orange being my favorite color, and especially with spiders, I have a thing for orange spiders, so when I first saw a picture of this one up, I'm like, I need to have that, and then I saw the price tag, and I'm like, okay, I can wait to have that for a bit. We'll wait till it goes down a little bit, but unfortunately, I've had a lot of people asking me if I'm picking one up because they're getting them and they're very pricey and they want to know how to keep them. So we're not there there. But the one I, you know, will start the list for is Ornithoctoni species orange violet. These guys are just stunning. I mean, this is one of these ones where I'd really, it, a video might be a little bit better because we'd be able to put up pictures of them as I spoke about them so that people can see them. But I would definitely urge you to, if you're, you know, able to right now, if you're seeing or listening to it at home, Home, pick up your phone and Google these guys and take a gander at them because they really are absolutely stunning spiders. But again, that price tag is through the roof, so I don't have one yet. Do I plan on getting one? Yes, because my goal is to eventually have kept all the orange spiders. And they're not, you know, going through this, I have to be honest, they're not, there aren't as many of them as I thought there would be. For some reason in my mind, I thought there was going to be like, I don't know, 20 different species and I was gonna have to talk about a bunch I've never kept before just so people would be appeased that love these species and will say, hey, but what about this one? This is orange. 
And I was actually shocked to find out there's not as many as I thought. Now, I'm sure I will forget something as I go through. And so, obviously, as is always the case, I encourage people to chime in on Facebook. If I forget something, it's I know for a fact I, I miss stuff here and there. It's like you put these lists together. You try to cover everything. I walk around my room, try to find you know all the orange tarantulas I've kept. I go online. I put orange tarantulas, which just got me a lot of pictures of one species that will come in toward the end of this list. But let me know if I miss anything. But we're starting off with Ornithocni species orange violet because it is absolutely Absolutely a stunning spider, and the combination of the orange legs with the violet carapace is, my lord, it's a beautiful spider. So hopefully someday I'll get one of those in my collection, but it might be a little ways down the road once the prices level off a little bit. So to kick off the list of the ones I own, we're going to start it with Pseudoclamorous Gigas, or the, I believe it's the orange tree spider. I picked up one of these a while back, right when I started getting into, finally getting into arboreals other than Pisolotheria species. I, I think I've talked about before that I avoided arboreals like the plague my first several years in the hobby. I, I shouldn't say that. I just didn't have a big interest in it. I didn't get what the big hoopla was. And then I got my, you know, a Pisolotheria species. I got more Pisolotheria species. But in my mind, there was like Pisolotheria species and then there were arboreals. Like I've said it before, there's like Pisolotheria species, then there are spiders. There's, a, there's They stand out to me. But Eventually, I ended up getting my P. Cambridgei, which I immediately just fell in love with the species because of the quick growth and the you know they hit like trucks. And they just right up my alley it was like watching a boreal formictopus almost with the eating habits. And so then I started getting more of the Salmopia, Salmopia species. And then I went, ooh, there's another orange spider. And I will admit it, I'm going to call myself on it. I originally thought it was Tapnachinus at the time. I originally would confuse early on when I first started getting the arboreals, the Tapnachinia species and the Salmopia species. So I thought it was a Salmopius. I had it, even when I ordered it, it, I had some kind of mental block where I'm thinking I'm getting a Salmopius gigas. And then I got it in and I'm like, oh, it's Tapnachinus. Like it finally sunk in. So they're calling myself out on a stupid little thing I did but it didn't matter it was an orange spider I'd seen pictures of these and of course some of the pictures were the ones that were completely blown out where somebody had jacked up the levels on it so the thing looked like it was radioactive but I got one raised I ended up I believe I got two one ended up being a mature male he ended up unfortunately dying off the female is still kicking Uh, fun fact about my female one of the only spiders actually two fun facts the I believe the only spider I've ever had that has tried to escape its enclosure while I was feeding it. Usually, I have a trick where you, with tarantulas, you take the top off the enclosures, you drop food items in. Once they go into feed mode and occupy themselves with the food, they're not trying to escape. They're looking for food. Like, you can see the switch going like, oh, I'm hunting now. And with this one, I dropped a cricket in. I turned around to get another cricket, and she was hidden in her burrow came out of her burrow, so out of the safety of her burrow, into my bright light of the, you know, dining room, climbed out of the cage, and she went, I saw her make for the end of the table, so I put my knee up, she landed on my knee, then I ended up catching her on the top of my foot, because I didn't want her to hit the ground hard, jumped off my foot, and made a beeline from the dining room to my tarantula room, which was, you know, about 10 feet away, and I'm literally trying to stop her from going, because there is a hole that used to have a pipe in it, in that tarantula room, there used to be a pipe that ran through the floor, and then they put the pipes in the walls, or something, but whatever, the pipe's not there, but the hole is there, and she was making right for that hole, so I ended up grabbing a catch cup, cupped her right in the nick of time, maybe a couple inches away from the hole, got her back on her thing. It was like, all right, you know, huge wake-up call as far as being more careful when feeding them. But the only time I think I've ever had one do that, 
Also, she has had phantom sex three different times. So at some point, I'm probably going to have to breed her because she seems to be telling me something. She did it very early on. I actually thought she was too small to have sacks. And I walked in there and she's got a sack. And then recently, I went to go feed her. This was about two weeks ago. I look in and she's got another sack. The poor girl was a little confused. But uh, anyway, awesome spiders. Beautiful. Mine, I, they have a reputation for being pretty nasty and ornery. Mine has never been nasty or ornery, but she is obviously very skittish. Again, I've never had a spider bolt from the confines or from the safety of its burrow to go out in the open. It's just it's, it's usually against their programming. They retreat into their burrows, but for some strange reason, I don't know if the cricket... Now, one of the things that might have happened is the cricket might have got in there, startled her, and she jetted up. That's a possibility, but... Anyway, gorgeous spider, beautiful. I they right after a molt, it's this orangey tangerine color, and just really when I catch her out, it's a treat. Unfortunately, right now she's in her hide with her fake egg sac, so we'll have to see how that goes. But definitely, I don't see a lot about them anymore either. I don't. It's weird because now that I think of it, when I first started buying slings, everybody had these guys all the time. Like every every dealer you went on had some. You know, again, they were Tapanakinus, Tigigus, but nowadays you don't see them all that much you don't hear a lot of people talking about them i don't know why because they really are gorgeous spiders so i would definitely encourage anybody you know that's into orange spiders into arboreals definitely check these guys out so next up we have one that i almost forgot because unfortunately one of the few spiders that i've lost mysteriously in the past couple of years and i'm still kind of upset over it the afonapelma bicoloratum i believe mexican bloodleg i might have completely made that one up a lot of the mexican species it's like all different types of legs anyway gorgeous afonapelma species with you know varying degrees of orange in the carapace and on the legs this was one that my i raised one up from a teeny tiny sling for several years she molted out she picked up her i'm saying she maybe it was a he picked up the adult coloration and i was starting to see that orange on him was so excited to raise this one up and it just i came in one day and it did not look good at all and i'm like wait a minute what's wrong with it so I made sure, you know, it had water. I didn't try feeding it yet because it had just molted. I came back a day later and it looked like it was just sitting there ready to hunt. So I'm like, okay, good. She's okay. And I opened the top. She didn't budge. You know, blew on her a little bit, didn't budge, realized she had passed. So really still bummed about that. I mean, it's it, it's such a slow growing species. And I had her grown up to the point where it should have been, she should have been fine. It was that safe zone where there, you know, she was a, basically a juvenile. And unfortunately, she didn't make it. So I'm still smarting about that when it kills me. But anyway, gorgeous spider for those that had it. If you've seen adults, again, look them up online. They are just as far as the fauna pelma goes, and all fauna pelma are beautiful, don't get me wrong, but there's, you know, to have one have those orangey tones is just pretty spectacular. And again, just awesome spiders for people that keep them. They sing their praises. Uh, they're, you know, I've heard some folks say they can be good beginner species. Unfortunately, mine was still kind of skittish at that point, but who knows what it would have been like, he or she would have been like had they reached adulthood. But definitely ones that deserve to be included on the list because they do sport those beautiful orangey tones, look a lot like they're ones that you would look at if somebody put a picture up and you didn't you know you didn't know as much about spiders maybe you would look at and go oh that's got to be some type of brachypelma species they look like they could fit right in with that but again awesome spiders still upset about mine someday i got to get another one it's just the thought of having i'd probably buy another sling and the thought of having to go another three and a half years or so or three years to get it to that point really kind of sucks but we'll see well you know someday along the line we'll, we'll end up getting one again and uh, hopefully this one does better and while we're talking about Brachypelma species that may be sporting some degree of orange coloration, let's not leave out the Brachypelma amelia or the 
Oh God, I should have practiced these, practiced these beforehand. Mexican red leg, I think. We'll go with Mexican red leg. I apologize if I'm getting any of these wrong. I am trying to help people out because I've had people contact me go, hey, listen, I'm new to the hobby and I love your podcast, but you never say the common names and I don't know the scientific names yet. So I've been trying to be more cognizant of that and trying to mention the common names, but as anybody knows that's followed my either my channel or the podcast knows, I struggle with them. So anyway, I believe that's what it is awesome looking spider. I finally got one. This was a huge gaping hole in my collection. I do believe that the Amelia is one of those ones that kind of has the distinction of being kind of a hobby staple. Like a lot of people have the Amelias and I got a lot of people over the years asking me, can you do a care video on them? Just assuming that I must have one and I sheepishly would respond, I don't have one yet. And then I had a couple fall through over the years. Like I had one I was going to get and I think it ended up going into molt. And the person, I, I didn't end up buying it. I, I'm like, all right, just ship my order. And I never went back and bought it. And then it sold out. I had another situation where I didn't pull the trigger in time. Just a lot of weird things. But I finally got one. She literally just molted last week. And she is sporting some beautiful orange coloration on, on her legs. Now, again, varying degree of orange. And this is my disclaimer that some of these species, they will brown out a little bit as they get older. If you see pictures of adult B. Amelia females that haven't molted in a while, that orange isn't quite as vivid. But they're a definitely goes through stages in its life where it has that popping orange on it. Mine right now is proof of that. Gorgeous spiders. Very A lot of people report that theirs are very laid back. The only knock on them I can see is that they're not, as, at least in the U.S., and please, you know, people, folks from around the world, chime in. I don't know. There's different... Very, there's certain spiders that are readily available here that aren't over there, yeah, usually just the Afonopelma species, and there's a bunch of species over there that are readily available that aren't over here, but I believe the Amelia, I believe those are imported from Mexico with the whole, what Mexico does is they raise, they actually control their pet trade. And so I'm thinking we do get shipments of them over here, but they're not as common or easy to come by. At least they don't seem to be as common or easy to come by as they were when I first got into the hobby back then is when they were just pulling them out of Mexico and they were all over the place. You find them at pet stores. Now that they've clamped on on it, which is a good thing, they're a little more difficult to come by, a little more expensive, but totally worth the money. I mean, they're just adorable, cute little spiders. And just, again, you can't go wrong with the oranges. I've said before, orange is my favorite color. We're doing orange all day today. So... Awesome spiders, definitely ones to check out, and definitely ones that, you know, for folks looking for beginner species that want to, don't mind spending a little bit of extra money for a beginner, that one would definitely make the list. When I did my uh, top, I think it was top 13, because I narrowed it down to 13, list of uh, beginner species as recommended by hobbyists, the B. Amelia came up quite a bit. And so, again, only knock, a little expensive. A little slow growing, although mine's been putting on some decent size, but she was a little bit bigger when I got her. I think she was around the three-quarter inch mark. So she, you know, when you pick these guys up and they're a quarter inch and you try to grow them up, it, they're that quarter inch to about an inch for the Brachypelma species, in my experience, takes a while. And then once they hit the inch mark, they start huge gains. However, I've talked to a lot of people lately that seem to be picking them up and they're growing them up like three inches in a year, which blows my mind. So it depends. I guess it depends on your conditions at home or whatever, but awesome species, definitely ones that I, I honestly think everybody should have one in their collection. I mean, I literally felt like I was embarrassed, flat out embarrassed when people would ask me about, you know, could you do a update on your B. Amelia? Could you talk about your B. Amelia husbandry? And I'm like, I don't have one. So glad we filled that gap. Can't wait for the spider to put on even more size so I can get into an adult enclosure and show it off because it's such a pretty little girl. And while we're talking about pretty Halloween-y type Brachypelma species, we might as well hit a couple others or you know, about four others, as a matter of fact, that are in there. And then again, some of these, 
The colors kind of go yellowish to reddish. There's always a point, though, where it kind of registers as some type of orange. And plus, they just, they're Halloween-y by appearance. So let's start it off with the Brachypelma. Baby, boy me, boy me, boy me. Again, I, I, got, I posted something up with these recently, and I got two more ways to pronounce it. I've given up. I'm just going to say Bome, and we'll go with that. Or B. Baumgartney, which is a very similar looking species. They were actually, then I have one that's probably a hybrid between the Boimi and the Baumgartney because they look so similar apparently in their natural habitat. They are actually, I believe, separated by a river. So there's probably not as much hybridization as there is when humans get a hold of them and foolishly breed them to be ding dongs. I don't know. But anyway, gorgeous spiders that definitely sport some oranges. My Baimi Boimi just molted recently and she was very very vibrant. It's a reddish orange usually, but I've seen ones that become a little more on the wash. I don't like to say washed out because it's still a beautiful color, but more on the orange side. The Baumgartneys are a little more toned down, but again, a, a lot of that orange in the legs with the black you know, on the carapace and the black on the femurs. Terribly beautiful spiders. I think I told the story how I bought my baby years ago and we had a situation where she thought she had died she had been dead and she sprung back to life so she has earned the name Lazarus which unfortunately is not the most feminine name for a female tarantula but it fit her and then I got another one as a sling that I was able to raise up and I won't mention the dealer because they're out of business but again that one as far as brachypelma went did grow more quickly than my other brachypelmas I got her and I got my Classy at the same time, be Classy. And she actually grew, I don't want to say twice as fast as the other one, but there was definitely a noticeable difference in the growth rate between the two of them. Now, these are ones that often get mentioned as good beginner species. And I think with somebody that's hands off and knows what they're getting into, they could be okay. However, they are notorious kickers. I did just hear from a friend of mine, I believe it's Fulci fan who sent me pictures, he got one at a pet store, and it was so docile that he thought he had a different spider. He goes, I, from everything I've heard about the Boimies, this can't be a Boimie because it's so laid back and even tractable, which I found to be very interesting. But of course, it, temperaments can vary from spider to spider. So I did see a picture of it. It did look like it was a, a Boimie. So it looks like he just has a very laid back one. Mine are not so laid back. The first spider I ever saw kick hair was Lazarus. She got, I had her in a little exoterra cube at the time. She was smaller. And anytime I went near that cube, she would stand her ground, stick her butt up in the air, and let the hairs fly. Like it was bad. And those hairs are pretty nasty. They're known to be kind of nasty compared to like, say, other brachypelma species. I've heard people say they're extra sensitive to them. So just a heads up there. The other one I have, the younger one that I raised up from a sling, also went through a pretty big kicking stage. She seems to have outgrown that. She's about four and a half inches now. However, she will bolt around her enclosure if startled. So I have to be a little careful feeding her because unlike most people think of brachypelma and they immediately think like brachypelma is synonymous with docile spider. And that's not always the case. Um, there are some brachypelma species that are a little more high strung than others. And I would say the boimies, babies are definitely one of them. Now, as far as the Baumgartneys, I, you know, again, one of them I believe is a hybrid of a Baumgartney and she's crazy. That's Lazarus. So I don't know if there's a different temperament there. Maybe people who have Baumgartneys can chime in and say, oh, mine's actually pretty laid back. But that's something to be aware of. Could it be a beginner species? Yes. Especially if somebody's going to raise one up from a sling, that slightly faster growth rate, I think, would be a little more palatable to somebody who can't wait to get, you know, see this little teeny brown bug turn into a beautiful orange and black spider. But 
again, for folks that might want something a little more laid back, that could be, it could be a scary endeavor to take on a spider that's going to race around the enclosure and kick hairs at you. So just be aware of it. But I've had folks come in and go, hey, I got one as my first and I love her. Yeah, she's crazy, but I love her. So it, it all depends on the individual. I'm not here to tell you if you're ready for it, that's up to you to decide. But if you do like Halloween-y looking spiders that feature that black and red or black and orange coloration, you, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a better-looking spider than the Bamie or Baumgartney. Oh, wait a minute. Did I even give the common name? I don't even know if I gave the common names for these guys. I believe it's Mexican Rustleg or Mexican Fireleg. I think the Rustleg may be the Baumgartney. The Fireleg may be the Bamie, if I'm not mistaken, which I could be. Now you can see why I the, the common names drive me nuts because every spider we've just done here has Mexican and then some type of leg. So you can see how easy it is to confuse them and how ridiculous that can be at times, but I'm trying to help out for folks here that want to look these up. So hopefully if you look up Mexican rust leg or Mexican fire leg, you will see the spider I'm talking about here and not something totally different. If you do find something totally different, I apologize. So moving on to the next one, while we're covering Brachypelma species, this one I toyed with not including because it's it's borderline, but what the heck? It's got black. It's got, they've usually got yellow. They've usually got red and they've usually got some in between, which would be orange. Brachypelma smithy or Brachypelma hemorii. Either one of them, I would throw in there with those Halloween-y looking spiders. Again, they have those knees. I believe it's, what is it? The Mexican red, I think it's Mexican red knee for those, right? I, I, I forgot to write it down in my notes. So a hobby staple. Everybody should own one. You know, if a BML is a hobby staple, these guys are a hobby staple on steroids. Like, everybody should own one of these guys. I'm very fortunate right now that I have not only a hemorrhoi that actually molted for the first time in like three and a half years. I was so excited. Everybody's telling me about their fast-growing hemorrhoids and smithies and showing me pictures of, oh, here it is at an inch, and here it is six months later, and it's 15 inches. No, it's like three inches. Like, holy crud, mine never molts. Like, I've had her. I bought her as, I believe she was about a two-and-a-half-inch juvenile, sex juvenile, maybe three-inch around there, and she is now probably a whopping four-and-a-half inches, and I think I've had her for about nine years. So she's not growing all that quick, but she's a beauty. And then I recently got some bee smithy, the actual bee smithy, a real bee smithy from Fear Not, ooh, about two years ago maybe, a year and a half, and those were a little bigger when I got them. They're growing like weeds. So again, once they hit that one-inch mark, they seem to put on massive size, except for my hamorii, who just does not want to molt. But anyway, gorgeous spiders. The hobby staple poster child for tarantulas. We've talked about this many times in the past that for a lot of us, that was the first spider we ever saw. And it's because they were used in movies all of the time. They were like the go-to movie spider. So a lot of people, they would, you know, you'd see them in a movie like, I can't believe an animal like that exists. I've shared the story of my father who took me to a local pet store that had one. It was like the centerpiece of this tiny little pet store. There was an aquarium, a big, probably ridiculously oversized, like 15 gallon or 20 gallon aquarium. I think it was more close to probably 30 gallon aquarium now that I think about it because I picture it being big but again I was a little child and in it was this big fiery need horrifying I say horrifying because as a kid I was terrified but I was also fascinated with them giant spider at that point I believe it was probably it was I'm guessing Ulathless Smithy that's what they were for once upon a time it might even be before Ulathless Smithies I think it was a name before that too but anyway that was the first live living tarantula I ever saw. And I remember every time he would be like, hey, you want to go to the pet store? I'm like, heck yeah, because I wanted to stare at that spider. So that's probably where all this started, seeing that thing. But gorgeous animals. Again, the, 
it's just there's something it's such a hobby classic if there's such a thing i've heard many people refer to it i've referred to it as a hobby classic because it's like the poster child of our hobby that's where like you, a lot of us start off that's it's just again something everybody should keep at some point or another and when i say this for those of you who have no interest in it no worries I, again it's there's so many species out there now what are we up to almost a thousand different species of tarantulas you know i don't know how many of them are actually in the hobby i get if it's not your thing so don't think i'm telling everybody doesn't have to have one but i do feel like they're one that most people end up with in their collection and they end up with adoring and they just so happen to have some of those orangey tones not as much as some of the other ones on here but i think would be you know i'd be remiss if i were to leave those guys off the list so b smithy b hammer eye amazing spiders definitely ones that you know a lot of us have and adore and they fit our little halloween theme by having some of that orange on them again it's a red fire kind of candy cornish action we'll we'll go there kind of gives you that candy corn vibe so the next one's one I toyed with. I, I had it on the list. I took it off the list. I had it on the list. I took. I was kind of like toying with. It. I'm like, no, it's going to be on the list because it does qualify. I've talked about the spider a lot. It's become one of my favorites. And yes, I had somebody make fun of me again the other day. Like, yeah, Tom, I can't wait to see your next rehousing video so I can see your next most favorite spider. Yeah, I love them all flat out. I'm not even going to be apologetic about it. I love all of my spiders, but this one's one I featured quite a bit, and I think a lot of people are picking up now because they see how beautiful they are. That would be Cerecopelma species Santa Catalina. Now, this is a spider that goes through varying... I've, I've mentioned before that it looks like somebody mixed a pampho with a Brachypelma species. That's what it reminds me of, the tones, because it has like these darker tones on it, and then the legs have a darker, deep, almost burnt orange on them. And I do believe it qualifies as orange because after a molt, she kind of pops. It's this reddish orange. And then even now, like mine hasn't molted in probably, oh God, two, three years. You know, she's an adult female. Even now, she's sporting orangey tones. It's just more of a darker, burnt orange. But they are there. You get her under a light. They pop. I mean, Beautiful spider. And again, for folks looking for larger spiders that want to get into, you know, that are eyeing for Myctopus species, Pamphibidia species, Anestis species, even Theraphosa species, these guys fit right in there with those big, you know, tr tropical terrestrials. And they just, again, you can't beat the coloration. I, I can't think of many spiders that fall in any of those genera that I just mentioned that sport those oranges. So I've shown pictures of her before. This is one I'd like to have pictures flashed up on the screen so people go, oh, Oh man, he's not joking, but definitely check them out. You know, do a, again, do a Google search, go over to my YouTube channel. I've got some good video up there. Billy caught some really great shots of mine once that you could really see the, the orangey tones, but definitely something people should be checking out. And people are, which is great because I've had many people email me over the past couple of years saying, Hey, I saw this one in one of your videos, somebody had them for sale. So I picked them up and they're loving them. So sounds like they're fast growing ones. They eat great. Mine is a little skittish, but I don't believe she's ever kicked hair. And the worst case scenario is she'll run up like open the enclosure she'll run around the enclosure a little bit but then she'll go right into her burrow so I've never had an issue with her like coming at me being defensive just skittish but totally when you catch her out and I get footage of her just just a, a amazing spider to look at to gander at just brilliant brilliant colors and to have it on a spider that big is extra cool so definitely Saracopelma species Santa Catalina has to make the list and next up, we have another one that I almost didn't put on there, except the fact I'm, I'm torn with it because it's at some points you'll have one that's more black and red and other points it'll be a deep like 
orangey red, so I'm putting it in there, and I have heard people refer to the spider's carapace color as pumpkin red. I have two of them, and both of them have had periods where the deep red is a little more orangey, so I'm going with it, all right? We're just putting it on there, and regardless, I love the species, and I just want a chance to talk about it. So we are, of course, talking about Bumba Harita, ex Bumba Kaboka. I'm still disappointed. I'm not one to whine when they change names of spiders, honestly, because it means that they're looking at them and, and where they're doing more research. on I've gone through this ad nauseum, so I'm not going to get into it again. However, this one bothered me. I love it. was originally, I believe, M. Kabokla, Maraca Kabokla, which I, I'll admit it, what originally caught my eye about the spider wasn't its appearance, was the name. I just loved saying the name. And I looked at it, I'm like, man, these guys are stunning. Why aren't more people keeping them? And then they changed... M. Kabokla to Bumba Kabokla, and somehow it was almost an upgrade. Bumba Kabokla, it sounded like a, a fun dance or something. I don't know. I just love the name of it. I love the way it rolled off the tongue. And then, unfortunately, they went a step further, and now it's Bumba Harita, which uh, the fact it has Harita horror in it kind of is kind of cool, I guess. But it just doesn't have the same ring. So that one, that one's still kind of depressing me. But anyway, stunning spiders. One of the spiders I've mentioned before, I think they stand out because they almost resemble giant true spiders. There's something about their appearance. The legs are very smooth, very spindly, come to my kind of points. They don't have the little... They, they almost look like a the sharpness on the end of the legs like a true spider. And I've had other people comment that, again, they remind them of a large true spider. Jet black legs and that deep red pumpkin orange carapace just really pops, especially I had one that just molted and I shined the light flashlight in there yesterday. And it was like, ooh, it just... Seeing those black legs and that spot of reddish orange in the middle of it just makes it such a striking spider. So awesome species. Mine are crazy little characters. Like, I don't think I've ever had any kick hair. They've gone through stages where they've been skittish. And then sometimes you open the cage and they just sit there like pet rocks and don't even move to the point where it's like, dude, are you alive? Like, I've literally... Strange little spiders. So great little personalities. Grow at a moderate rate. I've had people pick them up and they're like, man, these guys grow kind of slowly. Yeah, they're not the fastest growing in the world. And I've also heard people say that they are dwarf spiders. They are not dwarf spiders. That is not true at all. Not even what I'd call like pseudo dwarf spiders, the ones that aren't really dwarfs, but they're small enough that we can kind of Calm dwarfs, it's not you know, like an egregious misnomer or anything, but they get to be about like, I believe my largest right now is about four and a half inches or so. So that's a medium sized spider. But again, this is one a lot of people sleep on. I don't get it. And every once in a while, I'll do a video and feature one. People have, I've never heard of this before, which is odd to me because I just thought it's one of those spiders I just assumed would be more popular than it probably is. So if anything you take away from this podcast, hopefully some of these species that people aren't checking out enough, you guys will start checking them out or some people go out there, you know, look up some pictures and go oh man I need to have that but awesome 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 spiders if I'm not mistaken I think who was I just on what website it might be fear not that has them in stock now so I would definitely if if you listen to this podcast you check out the be harita not kaboka anymore and it looks interesting I would definitely encourage you to grab some up because they are just really unique spiders especially that appearance really unique spi spiders in terms of appearance and just really cool spiders to have and apparently not overly popular spiders so you'll have something kind of unique now the next one up I almost didn't include only because I forgot about because I don't see mine all that much but it's a beautiful one when I do see it out, and it does sport some orangey, pinkish, reddish reddish tones. That would be Davis Pentalorus, or the Guatemalan tiger rump tarantula. Love this little guy, a girl. I Unfortunately, again, I don't see her all that much. When I first got her, she was did a lot of burrowing. She'd come up to eat and go back in her burrow. I rehoused her into an exoterra 
nano cube, the eight by eight by eight ones, gave her like a little space to burrow and burrow she did. And I rarely see her out and about every once in a while. She was the one I think I, when I did my favorite, what was the video I did with my favorite species of tarantulas where I just went through my whole collection, tried to catch video of them all. I could barely get any video of her. And then finally, after the video was published and after I did the podcast on it, I caught some footage of her out and about, but very shy and skittish. Although other people I talked to have ones that are very, very laid back and are out in the open quite a bit. Regardless, they're awesome little spiders. I think the max size in these, these guys are kind of dwarfish where the max size is like three and a half inches, under four inches if I'm not mistaken. Mine, I believe, is right around the three and a half inch mark, although she has been in pre-molt, so I'm guessing she'll be a little bit bigger when she pops out. Probably, yeah, three and a half inches or so, but they do have beautiful coloration on them. Again, sporting some of those oranges that can be almost you know, orangey pink, if that makes sense. And the carapace has this like metallic sheen to it that just really makes them cool spiders. I just wish that I saw mine more. And again, I'm not, I keep a lot of fossorial species. When I realize a spider is fossorial, it's just, you have those moments where you catch it out and about and you're super excited and then you may not see it for several more months. And I'm okay with that now. I think it's just when I got her, I had heard so much about people, you know, talking about theirs as being like out in the open all the time and good showcase spiders. So I thought this was one I was going to see a lot. And then, you know, I got behavior out of her that was more fossorial in nature, but love her. Uh, again, I hopefully will get some images of her. I'm assuming she's going to molt anytime now. She'll be popping out anytime. And usually right after a molt, she comes out because she's hungry and she's waiting for food. So I can get some more images of her there, but definitely a species that we can include in this list because of the fact of the, you know, a lot of black on her. And again, those orange tones, although I'm sure some people are going to pop in and go, well, mine's more of a pink or mine's more of a light reddish. Mine, definitely the pictures I got, there is some orange in there. Remember, we're going orange, orangey-ish. So we're throwing her in the list only because I think, again, a beautiful spider that people need to be aware of and one that can fit the bill is like a Halloween-y type spider. So the next one, as luck would have it, and I don't know how this happened, I almost forgot about, and it would have been a, a huge mistake on my part, but as I was sitting here starting the podcast, I heard something behind me. I looked behind, and she, one that I don't see all that much, she was out right in the open. I'm like, oh my gosh, I almost forgot it. So thank you, girl, for, I think that was her way of being like, don't forget about me. I am talking about my Salmapias, Armenia, the Venezuelan Sun Tiger, one of the few common names that are pretty, they're it's pretty BA, if you know what I mean. Like, I, I love the, that common name. But this is one that has overall a black base coloration, very sleek, uh, lithe black spider, but with orange on the abdomen. Usually, although somebody did show me pictures of one they had that was a female, that the abdomen was almost jet black, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And then they have these little orange chevrons on their legs that pop orangey. So definitely one that needs to be included when we're talking about orange spiders. Let me talk about Halloween, black and orange. You can't get any more Halloween-y than that. But these guys are awesome. They seem to come in two varieties. So you have a variety like mine that is very shy and you don't catch out all that much, stays in its burrow and is a very, you know, coy, well-behaved young lady. And then you have the demons from hell, the ones that when they open the enclosure, they sprint around, they throw up threat postures, they charge out of their burrow. I've heard of many people that have ones that they're almost afraid to open the enclosure. And there seems to be nothing in between. I either hear, yeah, mine is very shy, I never see it, or mine wants to take my face off. Obviously, it doesn't want to do that. It's obviously a scare spider being defensive let's make that very very clear but ones that people are like when they go to re when i went to rehouse mine it, i really wasn't that concerned that it was going to give me any trouble when other people go to rehouse theirs they're the ones that they are just like sweating before they even start so something to be mentioned so is it a beginner species definitely not these are ones that you know folks will talk about keeping to prepare for peaceful which is kind of 
ironic in a way because peaceful Ethereum, the majority of us that keep pokies find them to be much, much easier to manage and much more shy, consistently shy than Salmapia species. I've heard many, many, many more stories of people with Salmapia species complaining that they are just a total pain in the rear to rehouse, wherein peaceful Ethereum species, I usually hear, yeah, it kind of tucked itself all up against a piece of cork bark, or it tucked itself all up in its burrow, and I was just able to quickly cup it, move it into its new closure with no problems whatsoever. So always kind of something interesting, but again, it's the threat of the more potent venom, and that's, I think, why the peaceful Ethereum get that bad rep, but as far as some of or some PS species go, these guys are some of the most coveted because of those coloration. I think people really love that sleek look of them with that pop of orange. It just really makes them such a, a pretty and striking spider to keep. So regardless of which one you get, they're awesome looking spiders. They're cool spiders. And obviously, you know, Talked alluded earlier to the fact that I wasn't into arboreals as since change. I love Salmapia species. They're one of the ones I'm trying to collect them all. So that is obviously I've done a complete about face. I get it now. I love these guys. And this, when you ask folks which is their famous Salmapia species, I think Armenia usually edges out just about everybody is in terms of you know just the appearance. People just go nuts over it. So Salmapia Armenia, the Venezuelan sun tiger, I think is the right one. Awesome species definitely deserves a place on this list. Now, the next one up, I always refer to as the Halloween spider. I have one, a female that I've been raising up since she was a teeny tiny little sling, and she always reminds me of Halloween. I've called, she's one of the few spiders I've named. I call her Autumn because she just reminds me of the fall. I love the fall. I love when the leaves change. I love pumpkins and orange and all that good stuff. I am talking about, of course, my Brachypelma auratum, our Mexican Mexican flame knee, Mexican fire knee. I don't know. I feel like I've said the same common name like 18 times during the course of this. Every single Brachypelma species and then the Afanapelma by Colorado all have some type of Mexican leg going on. But anyway, they have what I. I've been enamored with this spider for years. I think the first time I saw a picture of it, I was on. I, I can remember, I, there's no think. I remember clear as day, I was looking through Jamie's tarantula's website and she had a picture of a female and I'm like, that can't be a real spider. I thought it was like some type of variation of a bee smithy at the time. And then I looked up pictures. I'm like, no, this thing really exists, but they have less of the color on the legs, but they have that bright red that pops with a little orange and some yellow. Beautiful spiders. Again, one of the ones that for some reason reminds me of candy corn because of that coloration. And I, I will have folks argue that that, main patch on the knee is usually red that kind of bleeds into I believe a yellowish coloration but there is always we're going there's always some orange on there how's that we're calling it orange regardless awesome spiders and I honestly again because mine reminds me so much of Halloween I could not 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 include her on this list as far as temperament mine has been rather skittish overall this is in my experience with this one one of the brackies that would fit more of the skittish category as opposed to like the pet rock category she has kicked hair before but doesn't do it all that often honestly but when i open her enclosure she does bolt around the enclosure she also seems to think she is an arboreal species she has done this for quite a while now although she had a place to burrow and had a little burrow once upon a time she filled the burrow in and now can be found usually sitting on the side of her enclosure now it is not wet substrate these guys are kept dry she does have a water disc she will often fill it with dirt but the fact that she sits on the side of her enclosure i always found to be kind of interesting and unique because that's normally not what you expect a brachypelma species to do but this one is one of my favorites in my collection and, and i don't mean that's you know ironically because i know everyone's a favorite in my collection but this one in particular 
It was one that immediately was on the top of my wish list. I was trying to find, this was back when I was like too impatient to grow my spiders up. So I was trying to find a sexed, you know, young female, couldn't find one, picked up a teeny tiny little sling, raised her up from a teeny tiny little sling. I can remember the first time she started showing a little hint of that color on her knees. I was ecstatic. Now she's about four and a half inches or so, you know, a young adult and just uh, such a looker, such a looker, just easily one of my favorite ones. And again, I think there's extra pride there because I did grow up from a sling. I'm glad I got her as a sling because my patience paid off. And now I have this big, beautiful girl that I can show off, but definitely one I would include on this list, which I'm obviously doing right now. And also a spider that for people that have them, they usually gush about them. It's not like, yeah, I got one of those like, oh my God, I have one. It's so amazing. I love it. It's one of my favorite spiders. So great spiders. Good. Could it be a beginner species? Again, with any brachypelma, the good thing is they're hardy. You know, that, that I think that's the best part about all the brachypelma. They're very hardy spiders. A little bit slow growing. Very Actually, mine was quite slow growing. And that skittishness could be something that turned people off. But anybody that picked one up as a sling, by the time, the problem is, by the time you picked up a brachypelma sling, for most people, even if it was your first spider, by the time that spider is big enough to give you trouble, you've probably already been into old worlds for three years. I mean, it's literally, for some of them, it could be that slow growth rate. And others, I guess they grow rather quickly. But for me, it was slower growth rate. So anyway, an amazing spider. And we could not do this list of Halloween-y kind of orangey black spiders without including the Brachypelma erratum. Now, the next one up is probably going to be pretty obvious because it actually has a Halloween-type iconic image in its name. I don't know what I just said there. It sounded good in my head. But we're talking about the Hapalopus species Columbia large or Hapalopus species Columbia small. We could even go any of the Hapalopus species Columbia's because what is their common name, folks? It's the pumpkin patch. How can you go any more Halloween-y than that? These little, they're called dwarfs. They get, my female, uh, B. Arthur, unfortunately passed of old age this summer. We're still kind of bummed about that, but we do have her daughter. It's going to be B. Arthur too, or maybe I'll name her after another golden girl. Nah, she's got to be a B. Arthur. I love B. Arthur. Anyway, she is, uh, was probably about three and a half probably pushing four inches. She was a big, big girl. So in that dwarf, they're, they're referred to as dwarfs. We'll go dwarf, even though I think true dwarfs are usually like two and two inches, two and a half inches or so, but definitely a smaller species of spider. Mine were relatively fast growing, medium growing. This was a little trivia. One of the only spiders I ever broke the cardinal rule of do not dig them up when they bury, when they burrow themselves. Back in the day when I got mine, they were three teeny, tiny little specks of spiders you know they're small when they start out and I put them in dram vials and one of them had burrowed in two of them I knew were eating but I never saw them all that much one of them wasn't eating wasn't coming out I was freaking out I got her I'll never forget I got her on my dinner table in my little tray that I do rehousings in and started carefully taking the dirt out carefully taking the dirt I'm taking the dirt I find what I think is a spider dead no it's a molt I dig a little further and this little thing rolls out like what the heck is that and there's a one peed off spider that was like she gave me even a little teeny threat posture like what the heck are you doing man and I feel like such adult I've mentioned this story before so for folks that cave in and dig them up even though you know we're not supposed to we've all been there after that I've only ever done this one other time and so that, you know, little history of that one there, but that ended up, I'd like to think that was B. Arthur. I don't know. I ended up with two females, one male, the first female ended up dying of old age. They, the one thing is they are faster growing species, so they don't seem to live as long, like eight to 10 years. I think even depending on how fast they grow up early on, this is one that I've heard some people there's live like seven, eight years or so for somebody had one that I think was 11 years old. So around that range, I think would be Arthur. She was, when I got her, it was back in the day where I was feeding them a lot 
more than I need to feed my spiders now. So she grew up, I think within a year, she hit like two inches or so. So that's like a young adult there. And then I ended up breeding her. We had babies. It was the first spider I ever bred. She was kind of a jerk about the whole thing. The male did not make it out alive. She basically bent him over backwards. And as he inserted, she crunched him. It was like no chance whatsoever. That was Mr. Spookly. Poor Mr. Spookly ended up meeting his maker. But she had a nice big sack with a bunch of little babies. And some of you folks out there listening now may have some of these babies. So we do have her daughter. She's doing well. Hapalopus, for me, it's always there's always going to be a Hapalopus species, Columbia Large, in my collection. It was one of the first weird spiders I picked up because they're so unique looking when compared to some of the other species of tarantulas we have out there. Not just because of their small size, but because of their coloration, because of their big fat booties and their little spindly legs. But, you know, again, I say this about every spider on the list. They're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. They're cool. They got awesome personalities. They're spunky. This is one of the spider species that people talk about that they can be a little escape artist because they will actually run out of the enclosure. We talked about the, what was it, the gigas before the P gigas that ran out. A lot of people will talk about their Hapalopus species Columbia is running out when you open the enclosure. So something, a little tip about them. Just be careful when you're feeding them. But again, one that in my mind will always be in my collection. I think a lot of people, because they're so readily available, cheap, easy to read, raise, very hardy, fast growing, a lot of folks end up with these in their collections. So the next one we're going to do, and this isn't, I want to put this, in, it's really in no cert. I don't like doing top 10 list because there's no way for me to, I've mentioned this before, there's no way for me to back up anything I'm saying to add a number to these guys. It would be totally arbitrary and made up if I tried to go, oh, this is the best one. So that's why I'm not trying to approach it. But I did have a couple at the end there more that I personally adore. So I put them, you know, higher on the list. So the next one up, I literally just did a video about. I love these guys, although some people will argue with me the color isn't quite orange, but they do go through a stage where they're orangey. They go through a stage where they're a little more tangerine is what gives them their common name. And then as adults, they're a little more browned out orange coloration. But I'm talking about, of course, the the Orphanacus philippinus, or the Philippine tangerine. Yes, one of my favorites in my collection. I, I do have, I did do a list a while back of my actual favorite tarantula. At least I think I did. If not, I got to try that again because it's always fun to do. And then I get frustrated afterwards because I forget somebody. But my trademark spider, this is the one that when I was created the Tom's Big Spiders website, I used to have a picture up there. Oh God, what did I have up there? It was, a, it was three different spiders. And then I'm like, you know what? I need one good trademark spider with a good popping color that I can base my, my new logo off of. And I had a buddy of mine, Mac Panner, that did the logo for it. I, I gave him a mock-up design. He created the logo, but it was based off of O. Philippinus. I had an O. Philippinus in the header. I think I still have one. I think my YouTube page still has one. I think most of my stuff, if I have a header, has an O. Philippinus on it. So it's always been one of my logo spiders because I love the color orange, and they go through stages. I just rehoused my one of my slings that I raised for my girl, and just brilliant orange. And then what happens is sometimes they get more of that tangerine reddish orange look. As adults, they get more of the browner look, but they are definitely stunning spiders. For folks that love orange, these guys are the ones you want to keep because they go through, you know, as slings, they start off as brown, but then when they hit about the one and a quarter inch mark, they start picking up this bright, bright orange look to them. I mean, I've seen pictures that look like somebody's blown up the colors on them and made them kind of, you know, glow in the dark, so to speak. And it's their actual colors. Mine right now, I got some footage of them where they really, really shine like that's it's a bright bright orange so anybody looking for orange spiders they are fossorial they do require moist substrate so this is not a beginner species they are also 
an old world species, meaning they do pack some potent venom. And if they are cornered or feel like they need to defend themselves, they could use that venom to try to deter you from getting too close. So that's something to keep in mind. And it is one I've heard from several folks from the Philippines after posting up the latest video. Thanks, guys. If anybody listens to this, do appreciate the information that talked a little bit about the fact that in the wild, some of them do show some semi arboreal tendencies. I did mention in the video that I've never seen that from mine, but some people have said that theirs are a little more semi arboreal. They said they'll come up in like the roots of trees and come up a little bit off the ground in bushes and make some webbing. So that's something interesting. And they said that in the wild, they are a lot more defensive than it seems they are in captivity. So it seems like we've bred some of the spunk out of them in captivity because mine haven't been all that bad. I don't get a lot of threat poses or anything from mine. But folks that say they encounter them in the wild, they will stand their ground, slap up those, you know, throw up the, the threat pose, slap down those legs and try to keep you at bay. But again, one of my top favorite spiders, probably easily top 10 spiders. And for folks looking for a cool old world to keep, these are guys that definitely should not be overlooked. And finally, we have the last spider that I will be talking about today. I'll give you guys all a second to guess which one you think it is. This could be awkward because if you're guessing a spider that you're expecting me to say, and I'm not about to say it, it's going to be like, wait, what? How'd you forget this? But hopefully you guys realize there's one big fiery ball of fluffy attitude that has been left off the list. Again, one of the, I keep saying this and to, to support what I'm saying here, I know I, I call all the spiders, my favorite spiders, but keep in mind, I did say that orange is one of my favorite colors. So it would stand to reason that some of my favorite spiders in my collection would be orange. They're all my favorite spiders. But anyway, for this one, we're just going orange spiders. I am, of course, talking about everybody's favorite demon spider. I'm saying this with the utmost irony because I really don't find them to be that bad at all. I think it's the whole reputation is overrated, but Tyrannochilus murinus, or the infamous orange bitey thing, Osombra baboon, I probably said Osombra baboon tarantula, or the infamous OBT, one of the few spiders that it seems to be okay to call them by the acronym for their common name because you say OBT, everybody knows what you're talking about. These spiders are are unbelievably stunning. Like, in my opinion, as far as orange spiders go, it doesn't get any better for me. My girl is actually a sweetheart. I adore her. When I catch her out and about in those little blur of orange, she's actually quite shy. She's burrowed, done a, not really burrowed, dug a little bit, but mostly webbed up around some of the stuff in her enclosure and hides most of the time. But even like when I've done rehousing, she's been very laid back. She's been laid back her entire life. But what can I say about these spiders? I, I think a lot of people, this is one of the ones that we have unintentionally demonized in the hobby. When I first got in the hobby, you could go on the message boards, one in particular, and once a week, somebody would say they were getting an OBT, and once a week, everybody would get out their pitchforks and you know torches and talk about how they're going to get killed, and it's going to kill their family, and it's going to bite them. And I do think people need to be aware that they can be high-strung tarantulas. However, I also think that a lot of the nasty attitude that we attribute to them comes from the fact that people kept them incorrectly for years. They would take the OBTs, they would put them in flat terrestrial setups without a lot of cover. They would web the snot out because they're not able to burrow or get behind something and create a burrow behind something. Then what they do is they web it all up. So every time you rip that top off, it was you'd rip all the webbing 
ripping off. It was like ripping the top off your house and the spiders expose. And what you're going to get is a spider that will defend itself. And there are instances where if you get too close, they will come out at you a little bit. But that again, that's not aggressive. The spider isn't like, hey, I hate this guy. I'm going to kill him. It's more like, oh my gosh, this thing is going to kill me. I need to put up one heck of a threat display and get it out of here. If I can tag it and hurt it, maybe it'll leave me alone. It won't kill me. That's what it's, it's from fear. It's from their, they're trying to defend themselves. So I think when we started keeping them in deeper enclosures, not arboreally, we're not giving them full upright, you know, 16 inch tall enclosures, whatever. We're giving them extra height so they can web, create their webbing and still be able to hide. And I found with mine, when I touch that, if she's out in the open, I pick up that enclosure. She goes right behind in her little web burrow and hides. So I did give her a 12 by 12 by 12 exoterra, was it exoterra mini cube or so. They, she's done great there. I've never had anything. I can take the top off of that thing. It's never obstructed by any webbing or anything. She'll go into her burrow. I can clean the water dish. No issues. I drop some crickets in. She eats. She's been fine. Now, are there probably high-strung ones out there? Yes. And that could be the case with anything, but I do think we overdid it with these guys demonizing them. And I've pointed out the fact that when I first got into the hobby, like really deep into the hobby and started buying slings and stuff, these guys were a dime a dozen. A lot of people were getting them as freebies because nobody knew what to do with them. And then what ended up happening, I think, is... So many folks were shying away from them. They just kind of disappeared for a little while. You didn't see them. And now they're much more expensive for slings. You don't see them offered as much. I think people, it did work to a point where people stopped keeping them as much, but then there wasn't as much as a demand for them. At least that's here in the United States. I don't know, overseas, I don't know what the situation is with you guys, but it did seem like they went from being like a dime a dozen to all of a sudden, like I remember one point I wanted to get another one because my girl was getting a little older. I wanted to raise up another little orange demon, quote unquote demon. And I had a hard time finding them, which was odd. So just something to note there. They do seem to be, you know, I, the other day I went on and some people had them, which is great. I did pick up a couple more. I also picked up the brown versions, which wouldn't count toward this list, but they are stunning nonetheless. And I have a couple of the other uh, local locale variants that they have out there. The Tede Moss, I think, is one of them. But love this spider. One of my, and again, it's been said many times, but if top 10 list of spiders, this one's right up there, at least in the top five, it depends. Everybody bounces around, but I've long professed my love for the OBT and the proof is in the pudding, having recently bought some new ones to raise up. So love them. And as far as orange spiders go, you're going to be hard pressed to find anything as stunning as these, a little more fluffy than the Ophilopinus, a little more in the bright orangey sense than the Ophilopinus. And just a true pleasure to gander upon. How's that? We'll get really poetic there. But also, I think as far as spiders go, for those who do get into old world tarantulas and keep old world tarantulas, this would be one of those, you know, hobby staple tarantulas that everybody should keep. If you don't get into old worlds, totally cool. Obviously, I wouldn't start with an OBT, but for people that are keeping them, I do think it's one that, you know, the majority of us get in old worlds, everybody has an OBT. So, Got to look at next time I do something like this. I got to sit there with a thesaurus and really break out. I'm running out of adjectives for these guys. They get beautiful, stunning. Uh, there's a million different things. I have my go-to word, so I apologize for, it sounds like the same thing for every spider, but I do struggle with these because I do find them all to be beautiful and stunning and amazing. So it, it's tough to go through these lists. That's why I have a hard time even doing like it, it as a top 10 list because they're all number one to me. So there we go. That ends our list of orange and orangey black tarantulas and orange, orangey-ish tarantulas for the Halloween holiday. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully, you know, if I miss something, feel free to chime in. Maybe we can address it next podcast I'll be like oh yep I forgot these guys but I tried to get the majority of ones out there we'll see I'm sure there's something I missed 
So that will do it for this one. As always, you can find me on thomasbigspiders.com. You can find me on YouTube, Thomas Big Spiders. I will still someday do my video of the orange spiders. Actually, maybe we'll try that this weekend. There just hasn't been a lot of time. I do got to get some more footage of my Davis Penaloris, I hope, and try to get. And there was somebody else I needed to get. My, oh yeah, that's right. The one I've been struggling to get any footage of whatsoever is my P. Gigas, but I did get some footage of her the other day I might be able to use. So I do want to put that together. So keep an eye out for that, hopefully in the near future. Be safe, guys. Have a safe, happy Halloween. Hope everybody has a blast, and we'll catch you all next time.